Welcome. You've got mail. Welcome back to the Mail In Podcast. I am your host, Brett Merriman. Sitting in front of me, a fan favorite and one of my personal favorites, KJ Ellis. KJ, welcome to the Mail In Podcast. Great to be back. I am uh, overjoyed to have the opportunity to throw out some middling to average, so maybe occasionally above average advice uh, for the listeners this week. I was more than happy uh, to enjoy a beer with you yesterday. Yes. We that got the Lincoln Build yesterday. I got absolutely. To meet the Sig of in person. Yep. It was a great time. Weather was great. Master Sunday. We threw down a couple. It was good. Good time. We had times. a good time. We had a good time. What's your, uh, like, a Sunday fun day drink of choice for you? You're not trying to get too um, in the mix, but you're also looking to, to enjoy yourself. I would probably say Vizzy, and that's not even ad right My there. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I had a hell of a week and included both time at the lake, a mm-hmm. little Sunday fun day, and time at the river. And Vizzy was present at all three. And, wow. you know, I'm here podding, back-to-back pods. You know, uh, no complaints at the end of the weekend. You know what you're going to love is that three-hour drive back to uh, to Dallas. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've got plans for that trip. I'll make oh, it Oh, okay. You know, okay. You know, a couple FaceTimes. Don't FaceTime and drive. Oh, I was going to say. Um, but a couple FaceTimes and, uh, you know. Check out the boys from the morning podcast and there you go. go from there. Boom. You got a plan. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Plan a road trip ahead <laughs> of time. Get the podcasts downloaded. Get the uh, the radio stations dialed in. That That's Road Trip 101. Absolutely. Get the snacks early. That, that's all. all uh, everybody knows that. But you may be wondering if this is your first time listening to the Mail-In Podcast. Uh, what is it? Well, you know, what we do here is we do our best to answer your questions. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s. That you need help with. Between the two of us, we've probably been there too. Or at least we know somebody who has. We know what you're going through, and we're going to help you manage that situation. Try to make you laugh. Try to make you smile. Make you think of a situation you may have been in or will be in going forward. I'm going to butcher that one more time. Uh, How can you help us out? Tell a friend about it. Share it. You know, Put a segment together. Send it over to a buddy. He'd be like, hey, you're going through this. Skip to, uh, I don't know, 1445. You need to listen to that segment. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify. Or you can hit the hotline. You've got two voicemails today. The way to do that, call in at 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Mail is an M-A-I-L, by the way. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter and Instagram bio, at MailInPodcast. Um, that's the best way to get, get content into this very pod and that's that's where we go from there sound good kj let's do it let's go to the first one this one says dear brett and co in this case it's kj i am co what's the best way to handle pics of your ex on your instagram feed after a breakup after a certain period of time is it cool to archive or delete them if so how long we ended things pretty mutually, and I'm not ashamed of her or anything. I just don't want my feed to give off the impression that we're still together when I'm back in action. Quite a way to phrase that. Action. Back in action. How, what do you do, KJ? Um, you, you break up with a SIGA, and, and say your, your gram is just loaded up. To make sure I'm clear, archiving basically takes it off your feed, but maintains the number of likes and comments you had if you wanted to bring it back from the dead. Correct, yeah. You, you can bring it back from the dead if necessary. I think if you truly ended things mutually, she's likely going to do the same thing at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely run into the situation where it's like you run to your feed and you delete everything, change the number and do all that, change the locks on the door, not actual. <laughs> yeah. Um and that creates a little bit of friction if there wasn't any before mm-hmm. then. I oh, see. So, so you just, you know, see so you're already uh, clearing out your feed, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've got more time on my hands. Of course I was going to do some spring cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't have to watch you know, Downton Abbey with you tonight. Um, I, I'm of the mindset of if you think it's going to create that kind of friction, be like, hey, I don't want to be weird about this, mm-hmm. but, you know. I may uh, do some updating on the socials here soon. Yeah. Uh, if you truly ended things in a kind of amicable manner. Right. Yeah. You let, let's do some again. The the kind of the mantra of the mail-in is communicate. Yeah. It solves a lot of problems. I think I have a couple rules for this. All right. One, the most recent picture mm-hmm. cannot have your ex in it. If you are moving on, if you okay. are if you are ready to like get back out there, because. 
Instagram at this point is more or less your like business card in a way, or okay. like your your social business card. Um, and if three of your last four pictures are with your ex, uh, you're gonna give the wrong message. Maybe if you meet a coworker, if you meet like somebody new. So the most recent picture cannot be your ex. Gotcha. Regardless if they're if it was amicable or not. Number two, I like keeping one picture of the ex. Maybe right. you change the caption if if necessary. <laughs> um, but it, but say your feed was littered, you drop back to to one. It's, okay. I don't hate the idea of if I if I'm on somebody's feed, I see a picture two years ago of you and a significant other. Uh, topic of conversation. It's a you know did. You, as you progress in a relationship, you can ask what happened, or you know that this person is not a crazy person because they have had a relationship before. They fooled so, somebody else. Yeah, they've they've fleeced and bamboozled, and the whole night. So I I think kind of living by those couple rules there. Um, but again, we talked about communicating. Yeah, if this is something you're concerned about. She's probably doing the same thing. Going to be like, okay, well, we'll. we'll Tame the feet a little bit here. Let me uh, let me add to my answer. I've, I've now got a couple opinions to add here. I'm fully okay with untagging. Uh, an immediate untagging of her mm-hmm. and all of your photos uh, is probably key. And if you've added her in the com in the caption, go ahead and do that mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think there's any harm, any foul. You're not hiding or anything like that. But uh, you don't necessarily need the you know trail to be tagged back to you forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, on either side of the fence. And on the flip side, go into the ones that you're tagged of yourself on her feed. Maybe she leaves them up forever. Let's go ahead and untag those. Rain it I, a little bit. I think that's fair. Okay. Um, and then in addition to that, I like the theory of leave some up. Um, you know, maybe you want to advertise that you've got a equal employment uh, policy and you've got a very diverse uh, history and you, you, know, you just want to make sure people are aware. There you go. That uh, you don't have a type. Um, because I would imagine if I'm leaving up one photo of any ex, uh, throughout history and they all look the same <laughs> and you start dating a girl that looks completely different or vice versa, uh, it's probably going to lead to some questions. <laughs> so, you know, hey, uh, just seeing this, uh, look I over, don't look like that. <laughs> look over the data. You might see some trends that you have questions about. Um, but yeah, I would say leaving it one picture is fine, but definitely maybe hit the untag on some of those photos. is probably another, totally another key. Totally fair. And then uh, if, if you're if you're new, I, I guess yes. How long to to leave things up or whatever? Relatively quickly, I'd say. Whatever it's officially. Not the night of. No, don't do the night of. <laughs> don't do the night. Of. Like I remember, like high school, you'd break mm-hmm. up and change your profile picture on Facebook, and it's and everybody's like, oh shit! Like you'd leave your single notification out up. Yeah, like, yeah. At that point, it's like whole. It's like. People saw breakups in real time. Oh, yeah. That's a little different. And then there were fish in the water. Her DMs lit up. Um, (laughs) Or sharks in the water. Something like that. You look at it like you would look at your LinkedIn, but for relationships is how you probably have to approach your Instagram. Like, get get updated. Maybe use this as motivation. Like, go out and do some things or post new photos uh, to be able to give yourself some distance between the most recent picture. Yeah, absolutely. A recently broken up person uh, is ripe for a couple new couple new grams. Got to get a gram off. Did you get a gram off this weekend at the lake? <sighs> did not get a gram off the weekend. I, I might have thrown some things in store and probably deleted them if okay. I did. Okay. Um, my posting to gram is absolute trash. I really? might say worse than anyone else on the network. So, you know, uh, okay. if, if ever I go looking for a social media consultant, mm-hmm. it's probably with all earnest like, hey, uh, I'm not going to overdat it and put too many pictures of the kid up. Uh, I see. And, yeah. uh, you know, if I throw too many thirst traps of me out at the lake, it's like, all right, guys, you know, what am I doing here? I get it. I get it. You you, you always, I feel like you get a, a good, like, grilling pick here and there. For sure. I'll throw some yeah. meat out there. But, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe throw other meat out there. Randy, put the pen down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Uh, you know, it's another good thing to do as, uh, as a recently single person, KJ. Not myself. I'm saying. Right. If, if you are. Get on that multivitamin routine. How about that? I'm very interested in ritual. Me too. Because just exploring the vitamin one a day world, like where you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I, you know, stay on top of this? Like, let's make this easier, but not make it a pain in the ass. This mm-hmm. interests me. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. 
Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. What you won't find. Ready for this, KJ? Sugars. Okay. GMOs. Major allergens. Synthetic fillers. And artificial colorants. It sounds like an influencer's Instagram feed. Mm -hmm. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. Did you know that uh, it's like Osmosis Jones? Okay, the, big fan. The the little the little pellets in a ritual multivitamin, they know to go to a non-sensitive part of your stomach so you don't feel that like vitamin nausea feeling okay. especially on an empty stomach. You can take them whenever, wherever, and they smell great and taste great too. That's awesome. key. I like it because it, it brings routine to my life mm -hmm. that, okay, I'm waking up, I'm brushing my teeth, I'm showering, I'm popping a ritual. Hence the name, you know. They, they do a good job with that. A multivitamin should also contain key nutrients and forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet and no shady extras. And like we said, their delayed release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, in just two daily pills. So it's not just like a handful of uh, just an assortment, like I'm taking 10 a day. No, it's, it's, all, it's all in one here. And you can go online and literally find like where the ingredients um, in these ritual of multivitamins are coming from. It's like vitamin D3 from Italy and fish oil from Norway. It, the, the supply chain itself is worth a look, if, even if you're, if you're not on the ritual yet. The Love multivitamin. That. I'm a big supply chain guy, KJ. You know, everybody knows that. It's also designed with your life stage in mind. You know, I'm a 26-year-old male, um, about to be 27, by the way. Same, same with Randy, by the way. Shouts to Randy. Happy almost birthday, my friend. Um, but it's now available for women, men, and teens. Big time. They're, they're scientifically developed to help support different life stages. doesn't matter your age. Your ritual multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always. And you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love ritual within your first month, they'll just refund your order. How about that? That's big time. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering the listeners of the Mail-In Podcast 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. Again, that's visit ritual.com slash Randy. Start your ritual today. Get on that multivitamin train. It's big for you, Randy. How about a voicemail, KJ? Let's do it. All right, so I was super into this girl, and so I signed up to run the Berlin Marathon in Berlin, Germany, with her and her friend. And now it turns out that she has a boyfriend, and I'm down bad. What's the best course of action for this? I'll hang up and listen. Oh, you ever, uh, yeah, you ever go to do something you think is like a romantic gesture, and all of a sudden you're signing up for the Berlin Marathon, and then she has a boyfriend? Um. I feel like the fact that she has a boyfriend is a like minor detail here. The fact that you made a decision to um, agree to go international, unless you're calling in from Frankfurt or something, uh, I'm going to assume this is going to include, oh, do I have a passport? Okay, yes. <laughs> uh, is that passport in my possession? Again, yes. Is it up to date? Hopefully, oh, yes. Will it expire passport, within man. two weeks crap. of the trip? Or six weeks of the departure arrival. Okay, good. Am I legally allowed to travel there during the dimmy? Like, maybe. Ooh. Questionable. Do I have my shots? Uh, there's a lot of questions that should have been asked and probably have to be answered in order to go into this event. You, you're thinking logistically. This guy, this guy was at a bar with a girl he liked and wanted to impress yes. her by saying, oh, I'll run that with you. You go, you say, you want to impress her? You say, okay, let's go to Oktoberfest. We just booked the trip. But uh, to sign up for das a boot. triathlon, whatever, decathlon, anything like this internationally, buddy, <laughs> I, see, I, I see why she's committing to someone else. KJ, 10K, <laughs> 5K in, you know, Cleveland, fine. Have, have a day. Uh, Maybe not, maybe not even that. This That's, is asking somebody to go to Turkey Trot in March. Like you're saying, hey, will you yeah. be there in November and do a Turkey Trot? Like, oh. Think of everything that would have to happen for that to occur, and that's what this guy agreed to. This is Sorry, a, buddy, you're out of here. a marathon. This <laughs> exactly. requires months of intensive, intensive training. Mm -hmm. By the way, I didn't know when you're training for a marathon, 
the max you run is like is like 15 or 18 miles. Randy mm-hmm. probably has a better idea. He's a cross country guy, but you you never run 26, and you never even run close to 26 until race day. Right. No thanks. As someone who's downloaded the How to Run a Marathon calendar, yeah. um, I never printed it or used it. I've just seen right. like the one and two and then three a day and then back to like two and then three and then four. Buddy, yeah. I, I, I commend her for realizing, hey, maybe my dating should be spent elsewhere. Yeah. No. Uh, but, but my answer for this guy, you got to do the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. You Follow signed up at it. a bar <laughs> to run the marathon with this, this poor girl and her friend. Go to Berlin and run the marathon, if nothing else but for yourself. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you have to. I mean, it'll give you an Instagram po- picture to put on your feed. Oh, marathon <laughs> Instagrammers are tough, man. Every medal, every every race, you're throwing it up. I Give me something like uh, they do – I forget what exactly what it's called, but in Lake Placid they have – it's like a it's like an Ironman, but mm-hmm. with – Maybe it's not a Spartan run, but it's like survival. Oh boy, you have to. You have Those to had a run. Yeah, basically have to get from Lake Placid or like Lake George to Lake Placid through the woods in like four days. That's the kind of stuff with the I'll CIA chasing you um, or FBI. Usually, it's just like wolves. But, gotcha or cooters. Well, mountain lions. For this guy's sake, I, I hope that would be the case. But <laughs> nah, buddy. You dug your grave. You dug, go run the marathon. Congratulate her. Maybe sign up for her future wedding registry and uh, go for a hike. <laughs> this dude is down so bad, and we're making it worse. Like you have to, run, you have to run it now, man. You can't take somebody else's spot. This isn't called the confidence in. I'm not here to build nope. up everybody. Nope. I'm breaking you down, pal. <laughs> go run that marathon. How about the next one, KJ? Let's do it. Hi, Brett, and other washed media personalities. It's also not going to be washed media personalities at, at some point. I'm gonna, we're going to have actual, <laughs> actual guests on this. They say, I've been dating my boyfriend for 1.5 years, and we are pretty serious. This past week, I started having a crush on someone from work. There's no, like, there was no but. It was just period. Here we go. I've known this coworker for a year, and this is the first time I've felt anything beyond positive coworker vibes towards them. I've worked closely with them for the year that I've known them. For context, I met my boyfriend at work, and he no longer works at the company. Until my boyfriend, I had not had feelings for anyone at work. Is this just a random crush due to spending a lot of time with a coworker, or is it possible that I am developing real feelings and need to reevaluate my relationship with my boyfriend? Dun dun dun. Have you ever uh, been involved in work uh, relationship? No, not based relationship. Uh, not relationship, mm-hmm. but hookups. Okay, like a uh, office party. Turns Always into, on equal footing. You mean like ex- expectations from both sides were the mm, same? No, I mean like bosses or oh, subordinates. Yeah. Always, anything. always equal footing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean tenure different, but okay. <laughs> yeah, tenure is a little different in the hierarchy. Um. To answer this question first, before I give my, you know, general thoughts on the scenario, I would say, you know, uh, we were talking briefly about types. Maybe your type's not a person, it's a position. I'm just really into the assistant to the regional director. And once this guy loses his job at that, show me my next next opponent here. Um, No, but seriously, if you've gotten to the point where you feel that it's like, identifiable that you have feelings it's fine it, like it's normal it's you're you know, as mm-hmm. someone who's been married for f- almost four years come, congratulations come may um wait that's a lie almost three years in may minus um, one year of congratulations exactly in three years it, it'll, it'll be three years in may how about i say it that way you know it's it's not in like all of the sudden every other human on the earth disappears mm-hmm. but at the same time like your brain you know changes in the sense like okay i know you know who you know, my partner is and blah blah and, and you don't really identify anyone in that same light mm-hmm. but if you're in this position you feel like i'm seeing this person through a lens the same way that i see the person i'm currently with if all of the other boxes as far as your long term potential with the current boyfriend aren't there you know, there's probably no long-term harm in being like, hey, 
are, where are we at with things, you know, throwing mm-hmm. out those conversations with the boyfriend at home. Cause maybe there's something you're lacking. That's allowing you to be open and you know, identify these other feelings. There's sure. usually when that bed is filled and I don't mean that as a physical bed, but when that, when those boxes are checked, it's pretty hard for someone to, to, to move in on that mm-hmm. unless there's something missing. So yeah. maybe it's just your, you know, conscience telling you like maybe i'm looking for more yeah i think uh you you, the verbiage you used in the checked boxes department um makes a a ton of sense if if boxes aren't being checked at home uh, but they're being checked on the road Mm -hmm. it's uh let's look internally first but that being said i will also say it it, it's i feel like it's natural right when you're you're spending a lot of time like work wives are Mm -hmm. are a thing for work work husbands are a thing for a reason got a lot of ex-work wives yeah you're you're spending a ton of time with somebody who not only relates and and you have you know you know what each other are going through it's very easy to talk to these people Mm -hmm. because you do spend so much time you they do know exactly what what your work is like and and you end up talking about outside relationships, whether it's family or or literal relationships with these work people. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, you know, you do a conference in Nashville and you have a couple of margaritas and you're getting really deep with somebody. Not like that, right. but like at the bar. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I get it and I get it. And, and I think you need to uh, maybe take a step back or give it a yeah. month. And be like, how how TV crush is this? How real are these feelings? Um, how much do you want to talk to this person outside of work? How much does it just kind of happen point. on uh, on work time or office time? Right? Like, let's let's step back here and evaluate and kind of simmer things before we're jumping to or crossing lines yeah crossing lines or jumping to conclusions but one thing i'm a little surprised here um is typically like the work wife work husband dynamic i feel like that kind of begins not just when you have the work-based relationship but usually when you have a position that is not one that's easily communicated with with someone outside of that field. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be like you've got to lay out too much foundation or you know talk too much about it in order for them to get the day-to-day complaints um, or you don't feel comfortable going into some of the details because you feel like, oh, they wouldn't understand or it's maybe it's too frivolous. So you yeah. have those work friends that you kind of vent and empty that whole cup on. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this scenario, you've got a significant other who was working in that same company. So they should be a great outlet to have work stress talk with. And you're not really, it's not work gossip because mm-hmm. you know, it's not another employee. So that's, that, that's something that tells me maybe it's not just uh we're vibing on a work based connection. Yeah. Level. So yeah, I, I certainly would advise take time. Like Brett said to do a true eval of how things are at home. And if you feel like things are truly perfect or not perfect, but truly, uh, you know, satisfying and, and it's, that's nothing that's driving you away. Um, you know, maybe you begin to say, okay, hey, I need to begin drawing some lines before I cross some that I really don't want to because I'm otherwise ha- otherwise I'm happy. Right, absolutely. The the uh, the kicker here for me is an interesting point that I kind of forgot about. Um, they've worked together. That her and the new coworker, or the not the new, mm-hmm. but the crush coworker, they worked together for a year, and she hadn't experienced anything before that. Yeah. And so is it like okay? Was there, was it because early on in that year that she had her current boyfriend was still at the company? Yeah, I was like, gonna say the, 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 out, the year and a half in a year, like, okay, unless he left in those four months prior to a uh, new person starting, you know, uh, that maybe that was the only thing blocking him out. But. Yeah, it's, and then she says, I, up until her boyfriend, she had no feelings for anyone at work. So mm-hmm. now, is she just a serial work husband? person like is it she hey. likes having that attention and that relatability with somebody in that office yeah very is very possible is, i'm i'm very you know open to any judgment and i've had the conversations with my wife that i'll you know i've 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 had several uh you know strictly platonic work-based mm-hmm. relationships um you know, with members of the other sex and it's never crossed any lines or becoming any sort of an issue it's just more of uh okay, hey, I do have to make sure that we're keeping this in a place where it's not any sort of emotional or, 
you know, uh, there's there's infidelity beyond physical infidelity. 100%. Yeah. But like you're not relying on one another to be an outlet beyond anything that you're not. Your priority isn't your own, you know, relationship. And the fact that this is at 1.5 years, I don't know why I say that that way. Year and a half, <laughs> it's written that way, so I said it that way. Yeah. Um, is uh, it's important to me? I, we'll hear a lot of these questions from people who've been dating for six months or nine months or 12 months. And I think getting through holidays, getting through a birthday, getting through all of the events that occur during the course of a year, not just because it's a calendar year, but because of the decisions that you're forced to make within those timelines, like. Mm -hmm okay, we know how we handled Thanksgiving this year. And if it's you start dating in the fall, you're probably not together during those holidays. So great. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really count in my head. Like be forced with how did we interact for the holiday with this family and then this one before you really feel like, hey, I'm in a situation that's pretty serious and trapped. Like right. you've got to experience those different things to, uh, in my opinion, feel you know, like things are long-term. Yeah. And I want to be – not, I, I don't know why I started saying I want to be. Mm -hmm. I, I think an important point would be, are you utilizing a coworker of the opposite sex for complaints about a current relationship? And if that's, to me, that's a box where I think of like, if that's happening, maybe not complaints. Like it's one, okay, thing, okay. It's one thing with like your boys, right. uh, like your, your work cohort that you're, you're out saying. to happy hour with. If you're out to happy hour one on one with a member of the opposite sex, verbally being like talking about that yeah. home life, yeah, that's that's a line that probably can't be cost, crossed. And I think that that's also the one where, um, if you think of it in reverse, like if you were just talking to your significant other or your spouse about work, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you're talking about um, someone specific at the job, like mm -hmm. when you start changing it to being like, oh, instead of complain about bill or julie at the office and it becomes like beyond their work-based mm -hmm. um actions you know okay hey there's something that's more personal in play whether it's positive or negative in this situation so totally totally but every situation is different For sure. i've seen i you know i've been very close with uh co-workers of the opposite sex and still have a lot of friendships to yep. this day um that World are number extremely one. platonic and yeah, what's the uh, what's the uh, don't dip the pen in company ink? Don't show where you eat. All those mm -hmm. uh, uh, adages exist for a reason. Obviously, there are um, exceptions to the rule. Yes. But I guess I should clarify my, my my general statement there is not to nix all work based relationships. I'm saying if you intend for this to be a platonic relationship, the key to that is not to have sex with them. Bingo. You know, uh, that was a perfect distilled uh, answer to I, this. Entire I, could, thing. I could own up to some work based relationships, but we'll talk some. We'll talk about those another day. Ooh, let's do it. Mail in, <laughs> mail in after dark. There we go. Patreon tier. Um, speaking of happy hours with coworkers, yes. You know, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad addition to any happy hour this summer, KJ. It is the season of Vizzy. How about a bucket of Vizzies? You are Boy. absolutely right. I've been lately. You know, I, I grew up in a uh, a beer distributing family. Mm -hmm. My dad has distributed beer for 30-plus years at this point. So I notice when I'm in the sections, right, of grocery stores or gas stations, what what jumps out to me? What What is – how are things just constructed? What, who is who doing a good space, job? Who's getting prominence? You know yep. who does it better than anybody? Vizzy. Oh, yeah. Vizzy. In a sea of um, – I'll just say this, white boxes. 1,000%. There is an orange box that just kind of, it welcomes you in and says, hey, let's let's party. Let's have <laughs> a good time. That's what Vizzy does. The option of a hard seltzer with something extra makes your choice easier as you're walking down that very aisle, right? As the first hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C, Vizzy brings something unique and delicious to the table. It... Uh, there's there's copy here, right, KJ? But like, Vizzy's just awesome. I have I have enjoyed a Vizzy on a golf course. Yep. I've done a Vizzy on a boat. I've done a Vizzy on a road trip, not driving, but as a passenger. Um, <laughs> I've done a Vizzy at home, just by myself, watching a Sabres game. I've done I a Vizzy, Vizzy on the patio. Yeah, Vizzy on the river this weekend on the lake and during the Master Sunday. So, uh, it it crossed all those lanes in a very satisfactory way. You know, shortly after you were done picking strawberries, yes. it, it kind of led to me to order. Uh, mm -hmm. A Vizzy at the bar and strawberry kiwi was top of mind. That's what I went with. My man. Uh, I have been 
you know, all in on the new lemonade pack. I've got that at the house. Uh, and the last thing I'll say on, on Visit that I really love as far as their marketing, as you mentioned earlier, it's rare that you'll see someone out and say, okay, variety pack one, variety pack two. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously eliminate, you can see that in a different box. Having that identified helps me like, okay, great. Cool. I can complete my rotation at the house by just, I need to pick up one of these. I need to pick up one of these. The, the lemonade, which is, is new this month, mm-hmm. uh, the lemonade variety pack, they have a peach lemonade, mm-hmm. peach lemonade Vizzy that, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be biased. I'll say it. It goes harder than any flavor of Vizzy or other um, carbonated light beverage, I'll say this, yep. that I've ever had. Any, any of them. Takes the cake. Number one, peach, lemonade, Vizzy, hard seltzer. Absolutely hits. Vizzy lemonade, zero grams of sugar per 12-ounce serving. Absolutely. I'll run, I'll run through the new ones real quick. Everybody knows the OGs. Everybody knows the OGs. How about the new ones, though? Papaya passion fruit. Watermelon strawberry, blackberry lemon, and raspberry tangerine. Come I don't on. know that I've tried the raspberry tangerine. That's, that'll be a top of list when I make it back to Dallas. How about the lemonade flavors too, KJ? Watermelon lemonade, peach lemonade, like Check. I mentioned. Check. Raspberry lemonade. Check. And strawberry lemonade. Boom. Didn't they used to call you strawberry? Oh, okay. Something like that. <laughs> all that vitamin C, all done from the super fruit acerola. Um, I saw an interesting comment uh this past week somebody's saying they were an ass man but they used the it was an a with a c with the okay i don't know yep. what to call the hook under the c okay it's pronounced s sorry busy for that part of the read but i just thought that was clever and i am too an ass man never hurts to add some vitamins and antioxidants into the mix like i mentioned with busy you can enjoy refreshment and again now with vitamin antioxidant vitamin c it's five percent ABV, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. That means every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. And again, lemonades, zero grams sugar. Boom. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. You must be 21 or older to purchase. Let's do a voicemail. Hey, Brett and Malin crew. This is Kevin from Philly. I am broken down on the side of the road. Um, I think my transmission blew up. I figured I'd give you guys a call and ask a quick question. What should I do for my new car? My sister has a 2008 baby blue Honda CRV that I could buy, or I could go out and get a monthly payment on something new. Mm. I figured I'd ask for your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. TJ, this is the second uh, guy who's called in who is down bad. Side of the road, transmissions oh, out. My first question in what is going to be a multi-part series of questions here, what was your first car? My first car was a Saturn, a purple Saturn. Mm. Um, and Saturns were terrible about labeling their vehicles. Like, so one like, oh, I know a Kia Sorento or, you know, didn't have a name mm-hmm. associated with it. I think it was just like Saturn SE1 or something. Oh, it's terrible um, branding. Purple four-door uh, sedan. And Saturn's big marketing gimmick at the po- at that time was that they had dent-resistant doors, <laughs> dent-resistant side panels. Okay. Uh, I had paid enough attention to the commercial to remember that they were dent-resistant. I was at a buddy's one day and uh, wanted to pull the whole Dukes of Hazard, you know, mod- modern, topically, topical and time- timely reference there, mm-hmm. uh, slide across the hood of the car. Ah. Um, and, you know, it was in high school shape. It wasn't so much of a weight thing, but I slid my big butt across that damn front hood. Mm-hmm. And it caved oh, right the hell in. No. <laughs> oh, KJ. And did not bounce back. It eventually, you know, we, we were able to beat the hood out uh, to <laughs> to its normal shape. But, yeah, not resistant side panels. Last note on that car is it had been rear-ended just on the right side to where the rear right bumper was pushed to where the kind of wheel well would touch the tire if there okay. was too much weight in that oh. car or if you were just, like, hitting a bump. Yeah. It would skid a little bit. My mom had driven the car before me, and she'd paid it off, decided to get a new car, and that was just the car I got for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that issue, I would drive teammates home from school and other friends home from school, but if there were too many of us, mm-hmm. the tire would rub, and you would smell this burning rubber smell. Oh, my God. And combine that with the fact this radio had been stolen out of it, I had oh. eventually had to print off rules of riding in my car that included, <laughs> you know, 
one specific person that was too large to sit in that side of the car without it rubbing consistently could not sit in the back seat. In the event you do smell burning rubber, I don't need to hear about it. You already know what it is. I don't need any jokes about it. Otherwise, you can walk, uh, <laughs> along with other uh, rules to riding in the Saturn. So anytime I see a maroon car or a purple car or anything else, mm-hmm. yeah, my heart goes out to those people. It's flashback. Yeah. Just, just absolute flashback. It was a Merlot now that I think about oh, it. Oh, a Merlot Miata, perhaps. Exactly. Before my time. Mine was a white 2001 Chevy Impala. Okay. And... I was cool as hell. On you that. look like the police when you're uh, driving down the street at all pe- times. A lot of people thought that because I would be going and they would just go S- slow. Slower on the highway? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, why are people? Why do people slow down? For-? I'd be like, oh, because I look like the fuzz. Yeah, you're I the 12. Like the cop. Um, had that car for a while. It was a great car. Then the catalytic converter blew. Yeah. Too bad. Um, last note on the Saturn. Uh, it, it definitely passed on due to my ignorance about cars at the time. Mm-hmm. I haven't learned much since. But <laughs> for those out there who are unaware, if you have an oil leak or a leak, you know, someone says your car leak, leaks oil, mm-hmm. uh, the solution to that does not mean you now don't ever have to pay for oil changes in your right, life and that right. you can just add in a pint of oil every now and again because oh. that's what I would do. So the oil filter in that car yeah, probably was not changed for at least a couple of years. Wow. And eventually the engine blew up because of it. So uh, if you have an oil leak, it's not a free ticket out of jail. So I know the oil change thing. They always say like the the sticker says 5,000 miles Mm -hmm. or 7,000 miles if you do the new synthetic. Yep. You're probably good for eight or nine or ten. Not two years worth of driving. Not two years worth of Like whatever the hell I was doing. And high school driving too. So you know it wasn't easy on the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. High school driving, man. That brings back memories. Anyway, so dude's down bad. He's getting a new car. What's what are we? What what you recently got a new car? Yes, as did I. So I, where, I did. where were your thoughts going into that? I would say if you're in the position that your car just blew up and that one of the options you're presented with is an 08 CRV, baby blue, baby. The baby blue part, you know, could be kind of swag, but <laughs> you know, without taking any unnecessary shots about a guy's, you know, in a bad spot here, I would say. Take the cheaper option, stack some bills, and then get what you want, at least mm. for a good five to six months. It, okay. It sounds like he does not have a car payment right now. He has the other option for continuing to have no car payment. Yeah. If this was random and you have not been preparing for it, don't dive in and try to, like, lace yourself up with a car that you can't carry. Sure. Uh, that That's the best uh, you know, life advice I could provide anyone is uh, don't dive in over your head on a car. Like. It's just not, uh, especially if your uh, trade-in value has recently taken, oh yeah, <laughs> potentially catastrophic hit based off of the transmission, exactly. which is not cheap to fix, probably not worth the fix, mm-hmm. and now you're selling scrap metal. I'd say take the CRV and your car and find some place as a cash for clunkers deal and where you can trade both of them yep. towards it. Go, uh, go throw something together with that trade-in, yeah. right? If if you can get the, like the title to that. Uh, CRV. If you are mm-hmm. in that type of position to get it from the family member, that's that's your trade-in potential. Get the twelve hundred bucks you're going to get for your scrap metal from from um, whatever you're sitting in on the side of the road currently, unfortunately. Um, and then if the CRV runs great and you want to stack some bills, like KJ said, awesome. But the there are there are options now, like car car buying, especially used car buying or new car buying, if you're in a position to do so has been scary. It was scary for me. Like mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things that when you are in high school and college, you're not taught about and you hear the yeah. stories about the used car salesman and the new car stuff. And you see car commercials and you're like, what the fuck's an APR? Yeah. Like it's one of those things that, you know, a personal finance class in high school could clear up some things. Go like, where the money resides. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's interesting. I'll just do. Yeah. New car thing, obviously, you usually get a break on interest. For sure. Um, it's going to be a higher down payment. It's going to be um, a monthly payment that is probably higher as well, but zero lower interest. costs, too. Lower maintenance. Almost zero, usually, because depending on the manufacturer, they may cover your service mm-hmm. for three years or however long you plan to usually own that car. So Exactly. A lot of advantages with a new car. Disadvantage being, like they say, the old adage again. Uh, you drive it off a lot, and we, you know, oh, yeah. cut in half or ten grand or whatever the, whatever they say. I went with a recently 
I should say like 2017. Yeah. So it was wasn't new. It was used once one time one mm-hmm. car owner. Um, it kind of found a good sweet spot, you know, built in. Mine was 2018. What I was going to be able to afford, ready to upgrade, um, turn my car in before it ran into major mechanical problems. I was like, okay, I'm probably ready for this. Mm-hmm. Had a budget in mind, told my bank, told the people on the lot, I got to hit this, and made it happen. So uh, bottom line, there are options, and you are in a good marketplace right now for it, um, or at least Last if if you was, can get but, both those cars, you'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, I I was uh, you know in a situation where because of the car that I'd had at the time, it took me two or three cars of just dying or bad situations happening mm-hmm. before I figured this out. So uh, prior to this, I had a terrain and it was basically upside down because the car before that um, had to be traded in because of like a bad radiator, bad transmission, like more repairs than the car was worth situation mm-hmm. created me, you know, caused me to be upside down by a few thousand. So I was overpaying yeah. for the car that I had, which was a terrain. So right. long story short, when I traded it in, I have a car that's you know, significantly nicer than the GMC terrain. You have a dope ride. I, I enjoy my car now, but at least it's, it's worth what I'm paying for basically. Got it. So now when I'm you know, at a point where I want to trade this out, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, what I also have learned over recent days um, is I was quoted to pay for an oil change uh, almost $400 if I wanted to just pay out of pocket for an oil change. What? The manufacturer covers them on an annual basis, and that car doesn't oh need my them, but, God. Annually, but I do a bit of driving. So I was like, you know what? I want to go ahead and get this done a little bit early. They're like, well, you can. 380 <laughs> Are you called serious? around, called around, and the best I could do is like a little less than half of that. So do wow. know what your insurance and maintenance costs would look like because even though that's something I would only have to do like once a year if I was ever going to pay that amount, yeah. you even break that out like, and say I'm talking about $30 a month or whatever, uh-huh. like you're sitting there looking at two papers when you're buying a car and you're like, oh, 30 more bucks a month, do I want to do that or not? Like that would make a difference in that decision. So, you know, yeah. look into those things before you pull the trigger. Another thing that makes the car buying experience, uh, I guess, unique or easier or harder is that if you still owe something on that mm-hmm. car, um, be really, really careful with yeah. what you're doing. Find a pl- the big, the best advice I received over the years to figure out how to get out of that mm-hmm. was finding a um, a deal where it's like a cash allowance deal, basically mm-hmm. where there's a manufacturer cash allowance. Like you may be trading up to something more pricey, but basically that cash can go towards that negative equity. You right. Have. Which is another advantage that I forgot about in new cars because mm-hmm. they dealerships, they want you to get in a new car. Yep. They want that monthly payment and they will give you two grand if you're close, but mm-hmm. no, not, you know, not there yet on paying off um, one that may have, broken down on the yep. side of the road my advice if you can ride out your car payment until it's paid off then you get that full trade-in oh, yeah. value that you can put towards the new thing um or or used thing you know advantages to everything a lot of options get that new car and use it to drive the hell out of philadelphia because that place sucks i'm kidding i'm kidding oh I'm, goodness i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm spoken like a man who's never been to chicken and pete's yeah I'm, i've only been to philadelphia like any extended period of time like one time and it, it was for business so i can't really give a fair shake i will say uh philadelphia and arlington are similar <laughs> that they this is no. This is a compliment. Have a sports team in the, the NFC East? No, 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 no. The sports, the stadiums uh-huh. are all within like a uh, a complex, right? right? Like the Eagles okay. play the same complex as the Flyers, playing the same complex as the okay. 76ers. Like the so the Phillies and the Eagles are nearby one another. Parking lot across. Okay. Yeah, they share and the Phillies like the Rangers, Cowboys. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. So they have uh, Xfinity Live, which is basically Texas Live. Okay. On steroids. St. Louis oh. has one as well. I yeah. believe Kansas City has one as well. So I, I I enjoy when sports teams and I'm sure cities do it mm-hmm. on purpose. They're like, okay, we can build a sports light rail that drops a million people off and brings it back type of thing. So funny thing is Arlington, Texas, largest yeah. city in the nation without public transportation. So really? being located between the two big hub cities in DFW yeah. with no public transportation makes no sense. And they've could have solved it for years. You would think that there is a corridor that's ripe for the taking. If there. only Jerry Jones had known all the parking lots. So uh, those parking uh, uh, dollars, you know, why would I want to give that away to public transportation? 
facts. Made say uh, a lot of sense there, KJ. What do we got next? That was a fun one. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'm a car guy. <laughs> uh, next one is, hey Brett and KJ. This past year, I've played around with the idea of getting more into golf. As someone who is the, in quotes, goes golfing once a year with her dad guy, end quote, I was wondering what your recommendations would be for the do's and don'ts of getting into the game. Also, as someone who doesn't have their own set of clubs, I don't want to break the bank, but also don't want the cheap Wilson clubs at Walmart. So any recommendations on great starter sets would be good. Wilson just getting crushed there. That's a that's a shot. Unnecessary shot. Great I'll, baseball. I'll late, lead great off baseball here gloves. as as someone who well, certainly does uh, more golfing than I do. Yeah. So it, I'm one. I'm happy for you, but I I wanted to include because I know KJ has mm-hmm. toyed around with the idea of getting more in. There's a yep. there's a certain video out there. Um, <laughs> I was actually checking my wallet to see if I still had the gift card uh, I was gifted uh, to go get golf lessons because it sat in my wallet for so uh-huh. long. And I think in fact I actually took it to the pro at the clubhouse. Signed up, and yeah. that's where the the effort has has been halted. I see. Okay, um, but the this is awesome. So, recommendations would be for for dues are go to you can go to Ditch Sporting Goods or Golf Golf Galaxy and mm-hmm. get a set that's uh, four hundred bucks. Okay. for an entire set of clubs, three hundred bucks even. That is not your Wilson BS set, right? Like, you don't want to go all out yet. Don't go get fitted yet. Don't do like don't be the guy that goes out and spends five grand on a ski jacket and skis and skis once a year. Right. You're, you're going to need a starter set. Go get something that's fun and in your budget and then hit the driving range like a motherfucker. Okay. That is my biggest advice because one, it's, it's a gigantic stress relief. Hitting golf balls is so fun. A way to relieve stress Two, get a friend, um, could be a coach, could be a, could be lessons. Obviously, lessons are the no-brainer thing here, but they can get expensive, and a lot of the times people don't like to start with brand newbies because it's expensive for them, mm-hmm. the, their time could be used elsewhere, et cetera. So get a friend who plays golf. That's the easiest way to start. Like Caroline, for example, loves to get into golf a little bit, take her to the driving range, and work on three things, not 12, but three things. Here's your arm, mm-hmm. here's the club path, Here's the contact point. Let's do those three. Um, that kind of leads into my other recommendation is um, don't overwhelm yourself with nine things your first day. Get one down. Okay. I'm going to get the the left arm straight down. That's all I'm going to work on today. I don't care where the ball goes. I don't care where the, the spin and how well I hit the ball. I'm just going to get it my left arm in the right spot. And then the next day you put, okay, I'm going to get my feet in the right spot or, or the club at, at address or extension, right? Like do not overwhelm yourself with nine things because I promise you in three years when you are getting pretty good, that's when you overwhelm yourself with nine things and go on a swing journey that you stop prematurely <laughs> because, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, getting too much. And I have not touched a club in four months. So I want that's a total, brutal. total reset method. That's brutal. Uh, I don't I have is don't try to learn by golfing. Okay. If that makes sense. No, don't, that does. I was going to ask that question about, you know, when do you stop tinkering and just say, okay, just go play around and you'll begin to identify like have uh, golfing at a course is so frustrating as it is to go out there um, when you haven't put a swing together yet mm-hmm. and and do that to yourself, uh, it gets discouraging more than anything. That's why okay. I like take it to the range, take it to the putting green, take it to the chipping range. Okay, I was going to ask what they call that, but I, I do know yeah. that like I see a practice green, mm-hmm. full disclosure, on my way into my <laughs> neighborhood daily. So I, I know mm-hmm. that that exists, and I know that there's a pitching area as well. Yeah. I should know what you would call it. Absolutely. And then like get to the point where you are excited. Yeah, because it's it's going to smack you in the face the first time you yep. go and actually put it to put pen to paper, um, but get excited about uh, some some sort of progress before you take it to the course and discourage yourself because it will inevitably happen. You you will also hit three or four shots that keep you coming back for more, and that's the game of golf. But yeah, I've been exposed to at least, and I don't know how universal it is, but typically clubhouses or golf courses will have a ready set golf 
program available for 50 or 60 bucks mm -hmm. where you can go out there for it's not really fully lessons but it's four sessions i believe and okay. one day they'll basically just spend you spend with you talking about some time with you talking about like golf etiquette you know how to physically get around the course get to the range and like check in and out like those parts which for me that was yeah. key to know because that approach to okay how do I make a tea time? Like, what do I need to be doing if I just show up at a clubhouse? Like, you know, which ones do I know I can and can't go to? You gotcha. know, because they're public or private, not for other reasons. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just the, the intricate parts that people just kind of take for granted yeah. once they know, like, not the physical act of playing golf. So mm -hmm. they'll have a day for that. Then they'll go out and they'll be on the putting green. Similarly, you know, not walking in front of people's lines, stupid things like that, how to be on the putting green and then a little bit of putting work. Mm -hmm. And I think the next one was then begin to working on chipping and pitching. And I think like the fifth day or the fifth session, they actually go and you, you go around with like nine holes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there's a drive day in there, too. But again, it's not meant to be full blown lessons. Got it's it. just here's how you should learn the game of golf. And I think that's like 50 or 60 bucks. That's ideal. So if you can find that. that type of uh, program for under hundred bucks, look that up uh, because I did go through um, four out of five of those sessions. The part that I have not gone through is the pro is also supposed to like have like a few other actual lessons that mm -hmm. I have not taken advantage of. Um, and then in terms of clubs, I know that Callaway has an entry level set called like Strata. Mm -hmm. It's like their baseline basically. Yep. And I think Amazon, you can get them for like 200 bucks, yeah, 250 perfect. maybe. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we all know it's not going to be great, but I would equate a lot of this approach to some of the hobbies that I've taken on just over the last year and before that, like getting into smoking uh, meats, that is, uh, or, or grilling in that whole world. You know, I've cooked for quite a while and I feel very confident in my skills in the kitchen mm -hmm. um, and have acquired some decent tools and gadgets around the kitchen over time. And in that world, I would say, you know, don't go out and buy a $500 knife right out the bat. No different than I would tell people, don't go buy a $2,000 smoker mm -hmm. if you've never, you know, smoked a, pat, uh, a plate of ribs. Right. And recently I've started doing more DIY work and watching a bunch of videos and how to, like, repair crap around the house. And, like, mm -hmm. no differently, I'm not going to go out and buy a $2,000 table saw when I've never even, you know, used a $50 drill for right. any purpose. So. Make sure that you don't get swindled into that because you're going to be watching a ton of YouTube videos and looking at a ton of websites, and they know mm -hmm. that's where to fish. They're trying to target you and find a way to swindle you into ordering new golf balls or telling you this range, you know, distance finder is going to uh, change your swing and blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. So, like, stay grounded and remember that, like, you're just doing this to kind of give yourself a new outlet and something to kill time. Yep. You're not doing this to go pro. You don't need to be spending thousands of dollars on this new hobby so take it slow but keep that in mind as you go through that process a lot of the time too with super expensive equipment especially um especially wedges mm -hmm. especially drivers irons you know are more or less pretty pretty standard right you just have that's what i always say yeah for sure um but with wedges there's a thing called bounce mm -hmm. on the bottom of the, the the face of the wedge which basically is a a level of forgiveness. Um, the, the more bounce there is, the the more you don't need to strike the ball perfectly, which you will not be doing for years. Um, same thing with the driver. You can get like extra stiff shafts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> because if you have a high club head speed, um, y y there is a lack of, of flex kind of in the club that you need or else it's gonna go all over the place. But for a, a New person to golf, you're still learning the swing. You need a little more flex to get more speed. So there's stuff like that that the most expensive equipment is going to actually hurt you um, in the short term. Mm -hmm. So the starter set's perfect. 300, 400 bucks for an entire set of clubs, a driver, you know, some balls. The other thing I was going to say is just like anything can be golf. Your front yard, your your yeah. your. I love chipping in my front yard. I used to do it all the time. Play like neighborhood golf. Um, and that's why, like, my short game is actually pretty good. Where I struggle is the, the launch stuff. Um, one, uh, one other note we, we probably overlooked, or not overlooked, but, like, if you actually, and, and you're not saying just as figure of speech, are annually golf with your dad guy, like, 
if your dad golfs like regularly or more frequently than mm-hmm. you do, he probably has some stuff laying around that yeah. he's going to look to replace. Very true. And That's that how, hand-me-down stuff is usually pretty great. The hand-me-down stuff is how um, how y'all how we all started. <laughs> there we go. Central the Central Texas allergies uh, always getting me. Okay. I think I think we covered that pretty well. Absolutely, I, I, we're I, both I am, car and golf talk. For all those who've been ready for more wedding inf- information, uh, there you go. You get some car and golf <laughs> this week. There you go. Let's uh, let's go to the next one. This one comes from Anna. She says, "Hey guys, how do you work your way into a group chat?" In January, I moved to a new city and made friends with people in an already existent group of friends. Mm-hmm. They seem like good people and are considerate about sending around invitations, but because they've been friends since high school, they have a group chat already that doesn't include me, and sometimes invites slip through the cracks. I just don't want to outright ask to be in the group chat because I feel like that comes off as needy slash annoying, and it's not really my place because of how much longer they've been friends without me, but I do feel sort of left out. Any advice? I love this question. Yeah. I would say successful is probably the best way to put it like transition friend groups maybe um two times like fully said okay hey you know we're done here basically and then acquire a new set of friends and then have a separate set of friends and a big part of that likely has come from podcasting and a bunch of people i'm talking about were the ones i was at like the lake with yesterday Mm -hmm. and then obviously the group that we have here and i would say you kind of have two approaches that you can take here one is on the heels of one of these trips, if it's a trip or just a night out, there's probably a difference there. Okay. Usually there's some planning or conversating that goes on about that trip that should create a group text in and of itself mm-hmm. if it's not just a, hey, we're going to dinner tonight type thing. Sure. Um, and at some point, you'll probably have a good number of people from this group text, like numbers already. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you just firing out a meme or something to that group text and starting it. Um, to all those people say you're all going to dinner and if there's one person that's missing out that they feel is critical mm-hmm. they'll add them or say hey interesting add you know becky in and whatever and, yeah. and and give the task for them to add one another but you're not necessarily just at the head of the table but you now aren't having to be invited and you don't i don't think you want to be added to a thread that's gone on forever in a group text where it's a personal friend group relationship yeah anyway. you, you want to allow them to have two separate threads you hit both of my points and so you've yeah in effect stolen my answers there we which go. were don't you that's their high school group text you know like your new friends are never going to be part of the high school group text right. just let let that sleeping dog sleep and it'll probably um, die out fast or eventually too but you, there's nothing stopping you from from starting a new one once you're comfortable enough with everybody to be like Hey, and you can even make a joke about it. Hey, this is my no friends in this new city group text. Like, you guys, you know, like, yeah. lean, lean into the fact that um, you're excited to have this group, you know, kind of thing. Name it something funny or, or that first meme is, you know, cuts deep, sets yeah. the tone, right? So you, you, you nailed it. And this is me just showering praise. <laughs> I think using it to around surrounding invites, if that's the big key here. Easy, easy hey, first step. Yeah. Sunday fun day. Anybody don't go to brunch tomorrow? Yeah. You know, and I Boom. think back to yesterday. Dylan actually fired off the question about you know going out, but mm-hmm. um, my full intent was fire a message out. Hey, I'm gonna be at the bar. Whoever wants to you know meet up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's the easiest approach, and then you just you know conversations will naturally occur there. I do appreciate like Will's approach sometimes, um, where he'll acknowledge that he knows there are other group texts because there are group texts where we don't want to bore the people in the too much dip group text mm-hmm. with crap about call of duty and like there's <laughs> all the yeah. conversation going on on that side of the fence and he's joking it's not like he cares genuinely mm-hmm. but he will acknowledge that it exists and i don't think there's a problem with yeah. that so a separate group texts are totally fine getting a separate one it doesn't even have to include everybody in this high school group text but you're like you're a part of it. Like you're, we you're have making... one with and without Randy, so we can be like, right. all right, hey. But that's mostly because we yeah. just don't like like there's work, <laughs> it's work and content, and so. I'm sorry, Randy. I've been mean to Randy. We're all day. kidding, I Randy. Gotta take that back. Happy almost birthday, Randy. Let me be the first. Belated. Let me. Oh, belated. Sorry, we missed Wait, your birthday. Wait, I missed Randy. your birthday. Randy off mic is saying yes. Randy, I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Randy, when's your birthday? Like what? Dude. Moving on. <laughs> Shower thoughts, Brett. Shower thoughts, KJ. Everybody's favorite segment of the Mail-In Podcast. Okay. I have a shower thought that um, 
has been simmering and uh, you could even say sizzling. Okay. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the Mexican restaurant wars of East, Central, and North Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is a thing. Between, you know, th this kind of spurs from Caroline was in town this weekend and, you know, you say, where, where, what sounds good for dinner? Mexican food sounds good. And then it goes into the, well, Polvo's is this, and Matt's is Matt's, and Lupe is Lupe, and here we go, around the circle we go, and I realize, I, f I find myself being like, man, I wish Austin had an El Tiempo, mm -hmm. or I wish, you know, if I'm in Dallas, or if I'm in Houston, I wish, I wish they had a Matt's with like an atmosphere type of thing. I wonder why there's not a standardized Mexican restaurant across the three or four metro main areas of texas you know you're wading into the uh dylan shivery why can't they just make the bomb ass uh barbecue and right western uh, new york it, there's a there's a, a faction of that but is it are they is the queso in houston not going to taste the same as the queso in cedar park i just don't know queso. yeah i would say a few elements of you know he, sometimes as a restaurant you don't want to be a chain you don't okay. want to be known to have an outlet in all of the locations you know, if I look at places like Lupe Tortilla, um, sorry, Mike, Lupe Tortilla, Tortilla. Uh, you know, maybe I knock it down half a star because I know they have six locations. Got it. And okay. so there's something to the prestige of having just the one or when another city gets a second, it's like a big, big deal. Houston with El Tiempo, right? right. But if there were three or four El Tiempos, like maybe that mystique would fade away because you lose consistency. You also lose like mm. the hey, I only get to go there every so often type thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Joe T. Garcia's in Fort Worth. Uh, People go there enough to where they're like, yeah, it's not that great, but the atmosphere is dope. Yes. Um, you know, a la right. Matt. That is such a pass. It is. That is such a pass. It is. It's the same like, you know, hey, this band is great, but I used to like their early stuff. It's just a throwaway comment about uh, Joe T's. It's not, it's not accurate. Margaritas are good. The food's good. It's just enjoy it. Um, I would say... Hands down, Javier's in Dallas is way better than El Tiempo, and nobody. I mean, I'm kidding. That's not. That's not correct. I've never had El Tiempo. I have I heard. Look to I've heard it. that take though. It's I dope. Would, it's would just, love to give it a try. You know, it's a higher dollar, different experience. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm excited for the opportunity to try El Tiempo one day though. You've never had it. Never. Never. Well, my Houston experience is very limited. Okay. I'll say that. Got it. Just to uh, the city sucks. Paradise. <laughs> just to uh, Pasadena. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, that's that's a, I. I the reason I, I was simmering on it yep. or sizzling on it was because there is a uh, – on the 360 bridge, Penny Bracker Bridge, mm -hmm. they're at the, the mouth of – Oh, yes, yeah. The mouth of the road that leads to Austin Country Club is coincidentally about a quarter mile from the base of the bridge where everybody rents boats and puts their boat in the water. Mm -hmm. It's not a marina per se, but it's a launch. And there's a patio restaurant – for lease or for sale, right? It's got this big ass patio, this big windows, and literally at, at a location that I would consider perfect. And so it got me thinking of like, what is what what is stopping from an El Tiempo jumping into that location and creating this this stud? And oh. you know, is it the is it the community like this Mansell Rancho going to be like, no, 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 that's this is our turf. They might be in a bidding war with Wilmonts. You never know, right? Maybe exactly. there's a tiki bar looking for a Riverside location. Hula Hut, by the way, um, <laughs> underrated. Uh, it's yes, I would say like Joe T's. I think people have gone enough underrated. to where they they feel like oh, they get jaded. Yes. My shower thought for the episode is uh, watching the Rangers get this is a little bit a little bit sports related, but watching the Rangers get no hit by the Padres the other day, I made mm -hmm. the re the realization that uh, Fox Sports Southwest, the regional sports network, okay. Um, that, that used to exist, probably 11 different markets. I don't know how, how many, but they were recently acquired and changed to now being Ballet Sports Network. And yes. if you've seen any productions or anything of this uh, occur on TV, Ballet has a big red background with a big white cursive B uh, as their main logo. Mm. Uh, and they will do overlays or graphics over anything and everything. And the layout of their, their games mistakenly lead you to believe at times that like their B logo is like a team logo. Uh, so it looks yeah. like the Phillies mixed with the nationals and like their farmer and you know, farm league starts with B like they're playing somebody. Yep. Very obnoxious. That it was, was very confusing. 
and uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe I was a little uh, more enjoying the Saturday at the Lake than usual, okay. and visually I just could not tell the two apart. So my shower thought was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, was that Bally Sports Network was just ruining my life experience. So I apologize for this being sports, cars, and golf. But, uh, you know, mix it up sometimes. We have, we have an episode title. There you Guy go. stuff, sports, cars, <laughs> and golf. I don't want you to say that. I, you know, uh, KJ loves uh, the Will Mommy, so you there know you this. I, you know, what's funny is, is you think of, like, well, Bally just doesn't sound like a, a sports network. But, like, It was a Fox. gym forever from two. <laughs> Does Fox yeah. sound like a sports network, or you know, do you have to? <laughs> okay. The the name the but name like, doesn't bother me as much as just the the visuals. But again, I was I was on another planet and, and got confused, and now I'm just bitter uh, about I see. it. I see. Well, doesn't doesn't sound like it'll be remedied anytime <laughs> soon. So this shower thought has become a shower steam exactly. from, from KJ. Uh, that'll do it though today for us, KJ. Do you yeah. have fun? I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Thank you uh, for, for filling in. You performed admirably. Mm-hmm. As always, great episode. Uh, Randy, happy birthday. Happy belated. Sorry, let me be the first to to wish you that. Title name, Randy's Birthday Podcast. Randy's Birthday Podcast. <laughs> in conclusion, uh, hit us with a subscribe on iTunes. Rate five stars, review, and tell a friend in need about this podcast. Shouts to Will DeFreeze. The hotline number to provide voicemails, uh, whether you're down bad or not, is 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye for now until we meet again. Goodbye.